Fridays is Mike Fry from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce this week's part one of the New Music Saturday podcast and oh man we've got such a good part one it's ridiculous the the interview at the beginning with uh, well with the management team from the Southern Baptist Witch Coven um, who for those that don't know we didn't know until this week are a band of uh, undead um criminals on a mission of revenge i guess <laughs> their, their management team uh, popped in to have a chat and i mean we talk about surreal it was really well worth a listen it was completely hilarious to be honest with you and then we play a whole load of really cool tunes we start mega heavy in part one and then actually we end up there's this nice revival of kind of grungy alternative post-punk stuff that's starting to trickle through again um, which is really good to hear um, kind of the 2021 take on that so yeah there's some really really good tunes and, and honestly one of our top 10 one of our top five probably interviews ever uh, absolutely fantastic enjoyed that a lot um, so thank you very much to the guys for that and uh, enjoy part one cheers guys This is Ventura Howie, and you are listening to New Music Saturday. Yeah. And welcome to New Music Saturday with a cool-ass intro uh, from uh, Titanosaur and, of course, uh, the, the late great Sean Connery uh, with uh, Alex Trebek on SNL, uh, Silvery Jeopardy, saying, Fantoba! So, <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome myself, Dr. Bones, Duck Rock, not a medical doctor, but a doctor, and Mike Five, the guitar to me, which they were. What's happening, Mike? Good evening, brother. I'm good. I've... I've um... I've had a really good week, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm really, really, really looking forward uh, to the interview that we've got tonight, because uh, I think it's going to be really fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm good. How are you? Uh, very good, and uh, I'm pretty much looking forward to the interview as well. I've been trying to prep for all week, and I'm just not sure if I could, and uh, there can be too many curveballs, <laughs> so... Either way, let's welcome our guests. Uh, this is the management team for Southern Baptist Witch Kevin. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. 
Well, I I will start uh, with with, uh, Lance. Do you want to introduce yourself? (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, I'm Lance. I'm one of the management team uh, with my partner, Boyle. We we came across uh, the group, I would say, uh, what was it, Boyle? Was it sometime? uh, It was a while ago at one of the uh, Southern Baptist Witch Conventions in Montreal, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes, yes. We were both (laughs) there, yeah. Scouting. Yeah, and we, we came across this uh, group, and we realized there was a lot of potential. I mean, this is all before uh, the COVID world happened, and it's kind of kind of shuttered it. But, yeah, we, um, Boyle and I discovered this group, and you know, we've been working with them, uh, helping record, and, you know, trying to plot a course as we move forward. We sure have, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I guess the first question, I mean, perhaps do you want to, tell us a little bit about the band because they're quite unusual in that they're undead right is that is that the right um i hope that's not offensive i hope i've, I've, I've got that right yeah most of them are um father jack um father jack hackett you know he's he's actually still alive believe it or not and um yeah he's he's functional in, in different ways but uh you know he's, you know he got enough, you know enough uh, mescal and things like that in the system. It's it's difficult really to say if they're alive or not. I mean he ha- he has a warm body temperature. We think he's still alive. We don't think he was reincarnated at all or anything like that. He didn't he didn't quite suffer the same uh, spore effect um, that the uh, saucers had you know, passing over the deserts in the fifties, as um, Magnus, Walter, and Schmidt had had, uh, where they just kind of became uh, reanimated and functional. Which is quite unusual, as I understand it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, normally when you're attending a, uh, a, a witch convention um, in Montreal, you expect to hear about you know, pressing wildflowers or different elements of turning people into newts, making sure they can't talk back and things like that. But we happened upon people that had skills that were viable and. You know, once once you got past some of the situations or issues we had, you know, one of them had a, um, what was that, Boyle? Um, was that uh, was that uh, Schmitty or was that Von Doom that had the issue with the sea turtles in Argentina? Von Doom in Argentina, yes. Von Doom. That was Von Doom, yeah. I mean, what, what was the issue, <laughs> dare, I, dare I ask, with the well, sea turtles in Argentina? It's, it's a matter of... Um, Right now, it's kind of in, like, in a matter of international courts um, with Von Doom. I mean, it's uh, he, he thought they were mermaids, but really, we can't really elaborate too much on that. <laughs> the UN's currently looking into it, so. Uh, uh, it happens at times. I mean, really, it's. It's a very difficult situation that we had to deal with there, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the situation I think Heidi had had. Um, taking care of, uh, you know, getting Schmitty out of his uh, issues. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Oh, at the yeah. bar. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was a pretty big tab, and I think, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know what she thought. Was it two quid? <laughs> One more time? Was it two quid or 50 quid? Uh, I think it was two, and she let the barkeeper keep the change. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was a serious situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? 
Two things. First off, that's very cool because I, I was born and raised in Montreal and I never knew about that. So that's an interesting fact to me. Yeah. <laughs> we, we never realized, you know, how how big the, the Southern Baptist Witch Conventions were. You know, I think, you know, I think the, the group had derived their name from, from that, um, you know, due to uh, legal matters of having a name that's already out there, they decided to call it the Coven. You know, I, I can't say, but well, are they, are they actively practicing witchcraft or are they, are they using a name at this point? Well, I think Heidi likes to, you know, um, do the occasional spell, but I, I think really they've moved on from that. Yeah. I, I've heard them requesting chickens at times. I think that's more of a voodoo thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and, and yeah. It, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, okay, I was just going to say, and in relation to like the, their 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 stint in, in the fifties and sixties, was there any kind of tie in there to uh, Mister Liam H. Bonnie? I I can't say. I mean, we know that uh, from what we gathered from them, you know, Magnus was in the uh, Tennessee area, uh, moving cattle and stuff like that before he apparently, you know, drove a herd through uh, one of the Baptist uh, services and through the Baptist and across the river of the. Uh, of the uh, Chattahoochee River, and that's what caused the Pinkerton to hunt down and hang them. Um, you know, Von Doom never really quite got all the story from Von Doom. He doesn't really say much. You know, he's you know he's got great rhythm, and uh, he really connect with Schmitty. But you know, Von Doom hasn't really said a whole lot. Um, Schmitty hasn't really said much about that. He just kind of grins and giggles most of the time. I'm not sure if that's just from the alien spore that has um, you know, resurrected his body or if that's just, just his personality. Um, Father Jack I know, did try to work with the... Um, he had wanted to be an organist with the uh, the Church of Satan in California for the uh, the Satanic Church, but I know he had an issue where he was always laughing at the uh, the guy dressed up in a devil suit he thought he was funny looking, and they didn't, didn't allow him to stay. So I don't, I don't know if Billy the Kid or William H. Bonnie or any of the uh, outlaws have taken a part in it. Um, I'm not sure about Heidi, though. Oh, uh, well, I can fill you in on Heidi. Yeah, she's in cryosleep at the moment. Um, <laughs> it's bits keep falling off her. But, um, you know, she is 200 years old. Um, so she's, she's basically the wayward daughter of the Earl of Cavendish. And he did try to marry her off to a sexually depraved lord, but she did manage to escape to the Americas. Um, and became a pirate and did a lot of raiding, hard partying and drinking, wearing very little. So the Southern Baptists eventually caught up with her and she was hung for being a witch. Um, and before I she died... Burnt her. What? Well, I thought she was burnt at the stake and like was uh, was brought back somehow. Oh, I thought she was hung, but sorry, maybe I got that wrong. I, I'll go back and check with her. I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll turn off the cryo sleep machine and just uh, check with her a minute. I'll uh, yeah. do that later. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> why, why don't we go back to the wearing very little part? <laughs> <laughs> wearing very little. Well, so, yeah, she did like to wear very little, which uh, brought her to the attention of them. Uh, and so, anyway, yeah, so she, she was killed. And um, she basically uh, made a pact with the devil to come back to life. And unfortunately, left it a little bit too long. And when she finally crawled out the ground, um, she was basically too late. So she kind of hung around board a bit and thought, fuck it, let's join a band. So that's where she is. 
yeah. managing her. I think I think Heidi is more the ringleader of the group, really. I mean, I think she initially had come up with McGinty because I know McGinty had sworn um, a vow against the Southern Baptists um, that had had him hung. But then he came back hundred years later; they were all dead, so he didn't really have anything to do. Yeah, have a moot point. I, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so this this becomes a, a tale of, if I'm reading, you know, this correctly, this becomes a tale of what you know a group of raised from the dead um um you know people with a grudge uh, do when there's when there's nothing no way of enacting their grudge they get together yeah. and play some sweet riffs <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> make, some, make some trip down rock and roll is that is that where we're going with this that's that's, that's yeah yeah okay. i mean it's, there's a lot of i think with the founding with how things happen in these term of events i mean who would have thought that alien crafts coming in and circling around the deserts in New Mexico would have, you know, ejected their contents to make weight to make, you know, better gas mileage. And they're flying crap. And we've seen other bands do similar things. I mean, Dave Matthews' band, I think, really kind of took, took light of that, you know, with dumping on a bridge. And I think I think there's a lot to say about the extraterrestrial life and intelligence as far as how they run that. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's probably a more common link than you think, I guess. Yeah, I mean, who knows what the uh, feces of the fiddle player brought back over over that version of America? I mean, I, I haven't heard yet, but I'm sure there's something. Oh my god! <laughs> um, how did the band um, decide? Did they did they settle on a, a style, or was, did it come sort of naturally? I mean, I'm guessing there were some logistical challenges. I, I I would imagine the electric guitar wasn't invented in in the uh, you know, Gums's early life, <laughs> original life, if you like. Um, so was there an element of, I don't know, how, how did they end up doing what they're doing uh, in terms of musically, I suppose, is the question. So I'm struggling to form questions. I struggle anyway, but this is, uh, <laughs> this is a whole new level. Well, well when, they, when they come back in the 50s, I think, I mean, obviously they, they come back before, you know, Boyle and myself were around to, to manage them. Yeah. Um, I know that there was... Uh, Nothing really happened much other than, you know, them soul-searching, figuring out, you know, the, the, the questions of why I'm here, and where can I score weed? And that was that was a big thing for them. Um, I think really the, the 60s kind of set that uh, set that spark within them. A very dull spark, mind you. I mean, they, they're, they're not fast to react. Um, but uh, it, it really set a spark in them. I think they, they kind of picked up to that in the counterculture. Yeah. And, I mean, Boyle, what what is uh what has Heidi said about that? Well, Heidi loved the sixties, you know, all that stripping off and free love and all that. She loved all that. So, you know, that that's uh that's her fa- she that was her favorite time, you know. Mm. She loved yeah. that. Yeah, the 80s And I think very, the the music is, is the music of the sixties have influenced. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. I think yeah, you can definitely you can definitely hear that. Um, I think a lot of people um, who are around in the sixties said if you can remember it, you probably <laughs> weren't really there. But I guess in these guys' case, it's more you know if you're around in the eighteen twenties and you remember it, you probably weren't really there, uh, yeah. with the exception of <laughs> well, Father, Father Jack wasn't there. I mean, again, he's right. We believe he's still alive. <laughs> is that? Uh, I, I mean. Is it a coincidence? Is it the same Father Jack that appeared in a in a nineties sitcom? <laughs> okay, um, 
or or was that character based on him or I don't know um, well uh, he did kind of disappear to I don't know whether he went to America he could have gone there because I really don't know where where did he go I know um, that I, I agree yeah, I think that Heidi had picked him up from, uh, you know, he had been touring with different churches playing, uh, you know, satanic metal organ riffs and yeah. getting kicked out. The lovely, girl song. the lovely girl song. Yeah, and I think she had... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. And My Lovely Horse. He really likes that one, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah... I, I think yeah, there's there's a strong possibility it is him actually yeah, yeah. There seems to be Looks some like sort of. <laughs> I mean yeah okay. There seems to be yeah some sort of connection. There's there. lots of rabbits following him around all the time. You know that's the. Isn't it? <laughs> that's a sign. That's a sign. It's Bishop's a running the other way. Massive. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, who? Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Who writes the songs? How do you how do you write songs? How does the band write songs together? And write the song. Um, Typically, Magnus and uh, Heidi yeah. kind of work together. You know, Magnus will kind of come up with some ideas here and there um, as as the mood strikes him, and you know, Heidi will throw some stuff out there. Von Doom will join in. Schmidt is kind of along for the ride. I mean. <laughs> Once, once Heidi took care of his bar bill, he was he was he was locked and loaded. And, you know, Father Jack, you know, he's he's the idealist of the band, and <laughs> that's. What do you think, Boyle? I mean, that's. I mean, the idealist. I, yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah, but th- that's pretty much how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we start off with a riff normally. The band does start off yeah. with a riff. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's and then Heidi adds. Yeah, I mean, it's they don't normally sit in a deep desert, you know, <clears throat> looking for inspiration in the stars. You know, they just kind of mill around doing their thing. I mean, it's you know, when you shake your hand, you have to wash your hands off. Otherwise, you know, if you lick your hands, you you tend to start tripping or seeing colors, and that's mm-hmm. that's definitely the issue of these four that brought them back. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's one of the difficulties we have with managing them is just the fact that. At least for the guys, that's it's. Uh, you have to be very careful. I mean, customs doesn't quite know what to do with them, especially now with COVID. Well, yeah. I think Mike. Well, I mean, sorry. Go ahead. One more. Oh, I was going to ask what what uh, what uh, how or what Von Doom's role was in this in this whole ordeal. Like, what does he contribute or take take away from this? And was he ever ever like a, a, a lord or a duke in the past? <laughs> no. I, I believe that, uh, you know, Von Doom had always kind of hung around the, the bar, brothels and bars of the uh, the past. And whether he's ran out of town and shot in a, on a bar build he had uh, bailed on or, you know, had some type of unspeakable injury or, you know, heaven forbid, I think there might have been some issue with the manatee in Florida um, <laughs> that had gotten him demised. I, he hasn't really said too much. Um in dealing with the authorities, I know Boyle's worked really hard to uh, kind of clear the case up involving yes. the sea turtle. Yes. Yeah. A lot of money's passed, passed uh, yeah, over that one. Yeah. That's that's the hard part, you know. It's you know, not not all of them are big talkers. Some of them just kind of sit and moan, and that's really <laughs> all they do. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I just, uh, yeah, my mind's going 50 different directions here. I'm not sure where to go next. But, uh, <laughs> but what I think uh, we will do to kind of give, uh, give Mike and I a chance to kind of clear ahead for a few minutes is we're going we're gonna to play the band's latest single, uh, Under the Hanging Tree. Uh, which, you know, initially when I heard the title before you heard the song, you know, of course you think right away, you think, especially the name, you think like the, the, the stake burning is in the hangs, the gowls and the hangings there. So this is a pretty cool tune. So, um, uh, management, this is your band's new single. This is under the hanging tree, Southern Baptist, Witch coven, dig this. Under a hanging tree is where they buried me. A horse at the priest is serving everything I got, but he called me If you know what I mean, if you know what I mean,
back that was southern baptist witch coming with under the hanging tree and uh man uh excuse me i'm gonna sneeze here but uh okay apparently not okay we're good so uh sorry sorry about that <coughs> oh sorry i apologize there guys i could <laughs> i could have the dump button Bless quick you. enough thank you i couldn't have the dump button quick enough but i apologize for that but this song so this uh, your, your your band uh your band's most recent song um this this definitely paints a, a, a story to say the least. Uh, um, I just I I don't know where to start. I, it's just be, between uh, between the the um, we'll call it creepy soulful vocals and just the the, the whole like whole idea and, and, and mix of like. It's got like a like a twist of prog rock, but at the same time too, it's got like an uh, a, like early nineties alternative like, progression, almost in, in, to, in, in some of the bridges. And I'm just listening to this, and I just I just I just blown away, and I just I, I love it, and and I, I just uh, like I said, I just I I don't that you you can tell that this this band kind of came together from different time pieces because uh, I mean, it just kind of proves it right there. <laughs> Well, you know, Heidi was kind of thinking along the lines of Cher and um, Thieves, Thieves, Tramps and Thieves when she was singing it. So that was one of the influences of that song. But there's loads of others. But um, she was thinking along those lines to try and tell a story. Yeah, Von bon Doom bon Doom's typically always kind of looking at his uh, idols. Somehow he's he's gone to the Swedes where... It's it's a definitely a bone of contention with Schmitty that you know he's always talking about Abba or Ace of Base and things like that where <laughs> you know difficult thing um, you know Magnus I think was definitely you know, inspired by the greats of the sixties and seventies definitely the, uh, the the different movements there and you know Father Jack you know you know pretty much failing to be the organist of the Satanic Church 
because he was laughing at the uh, preacher because he thought it looked funny. I mean, that's he definitely likes that that sound of the seventies and the rock uh, organ. That's definitely his his feel for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> guys. Like, yeah, it's a fantastic. I mean, we we have really really enjoyed um, playing um, the songs that the band's released so far. I'm I'm really looking forward to um, to what's next because I think it's uh, it's it's just. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but, but when we were playing the tracks, we didn't necessarily until until um, this week realise the uh, the com- the complex backstory and everything else, um, which is which has really brought this to life for me. Um, I did have one one question, which was obviously um, you mentioned sort of you know dabbling in witchcraft and things like that. I mean, are, are there any uh, favourite spells that the band has, or you know, particular curses, or anything that kind of you know? influence the music or play a part in the in the in the um narrative of the band i guess well von doom's always trying to light himself on fire um, <laughs> that that definitely comes to an issue because you know he can go for at least you know 15 20 seconds before he realizes that he's actually is on fire and you know he's flammable um which which is a problem you know it takes a while to regrow the uh, materials um right. Well, Heidi has a lot of road rage, so you know she tends to put spells on anyone that that cuts her up. Really bad. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there was that time. Um, did that person ever press charges on being turned to a newt, or is that uh, was that uh, settled out of court? You, I know you're handling that case with the lawyers, um, Boyle. Settled out of court. Settled out of court. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all been done. That's done and dusted. Don't bring yeah, they, them. They got they got better, so that's that's a, that's a plus. Yeah. yeah, move on, move on. Yeah, I, I mean, I get. I mean, it it sounds like as as a management team, it sounds like you have, um, you know, a lot. You know, you you've seemed quite uh, able to cope with a diverse range of challenges, um, which I guess is a good advert for other bands <laughs> looking for for management. Uh, I you know, it, it, do you just want manage the one band or? Uh, it sounds like they take up a lot of your time. Well, yeah, I do really. I mean, I used to manage several bands, but what with all the cryo sleep stuff and and the road rage and and you know the the wanting to be and summers every two minutes. I mean, it's just hard work. So really, I just manage Heidi now. Yeah, I mean, we look at other management companies. You know, the the people that have managed like uh, you know, like Motley Crue or some things like that, and how easy they have just had. Right those personalities not to mention the fact that you know if you're not paying attention they could feed on someone that's that definitely adds adds to the mix of it um, big, yeah yeah because it's that's a challenge definitely and protect you know in the fact that you know Bull and i really care about the musicians behind the band and we try to keep their identity somewhat you know under wraps the fact that one they're not really living and yeah mm. that's that's definitely a, a, a crazy thing and we don't want knowing some of the the um, the hush hush issues that come out of the deserts of of Roswell, New Mexico. We really don't want them picked up by the uh, the feds. So we we kind of kept right. them on down low. Yeah. Oh crap! The feds. <laughs> <laughs> Does um. <laughs> 
does I mean it must be it must be difficult to tour based on some of the things you've said. I mean, especially the you know body part regeneration when, when you set yeah. himself on fire, and obviously the travel restrictions and everything. It must be difficult to to put kind of a tour together. So I'm just wondering, as a management team, you know, how well do you guys actually get paid for this? It sounds like you put a lot of work in. Um, so more people yeah. probably need to buy the records today. Well, you do it for the love of it, don't you? I suppose. Um, you know, I mean, Magnus had buried quite a bit of, um, of goods with him as uh, he was moving cattle back in the 1820s, 1830s, uh, before uh, his fateful demise. So he's he's definitely brought up some some of his caches here and there to help us out. Yeah. Um, be it most of it's you know worm rotten and not not good anymore, but still it it uh, it does help. I mean it's. In this whether we can ever tour with with the band, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But where there's still that hope of, you know, you see it in the big, you know, parquet signs of, you know, Southern Baptist Witch Coven, you know, featuring who knows opening for them. But right now, with everything going on in the world, I think we're very happy with what they are doing, how they're contributing to uh, the music industry. Do you think they're high risk or low risk when it comes to COVID? Obviously, not being alive, but <laughs> could go either way. Oh, very low risk, very low risk. Yeah. No, I mean they, they're they're pretty pretty laid back that way. Um, don't really ever really get sick that I'm aware of. I mean, well, def- my dry continuous cough last week, but um, unfortunately, one of her ears fell off. Um, <laughs> so that was a little bit difficult. I had to sew it on myself. But um, yeah, I, I get paid through. Um, she sells all her vintage clothes on eBay, so um, she gives me a cut of that. And right. uh, yeah, nice. well, that's cool. I live did with she, that. Did she find it easy to to learn how to use eBay? Oh no, I do all that for her. <laughs> yeah, the, um, explain I to her how it works. If you if you want a good conversation, seriously, you know, you can take boil my word for it. Ask them about the internet to explain it, and you'll never see eyes glaze over. Well, they're already glazed over to begin with; they're kind of opaque. But <laughs> you'll never see eyes glaze over as fast as trying to explain the internet to them. They just don't. I mean, the fact that you know Magnus loves his vintage amps and figures out how to plug them in and stuff, and his guitars. I mean, that's you know we are we are astounded by them. But yeah, they don't uh, they don't grasp eBay. Yeah. Yeah, they leave that to us. <laughs> no, that, I mean that sounds sensible. Yeah, yeah. Von Doom keeps on asking to see um, you know video tours of the Shed Aquarium, but that never really we, we kind of stopped doing that for him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little much. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um. I. 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 It's not. Well, maybe not a weird question, but. I, I don't know, like, what what essentially is the dynamic of the band as far as, like, putting together a song? Like, who brings what to the table? How is it? Can you give us, like, a like a, like a, like a, a quick overview of how that's done? Because the, these songs are great, and I just, it just, I just don't know even where to start. Like I said, each time I hear one, it's like, hmm. And not in a bad way. It just, like, it, there's so much involved and so much in it. It's like, I just don't know where to start. <laughs> so. Well... You know, for a lot of the group, um, you know, Magnus uh, Von Doom, Schmidt, and Father Jack, when they're working on music, they just literally sit around drinking and drinking and just 
kind of you picture you know a bunch of a uh, bunch of uh, deadbeats in a biker bar doing their thing. That's kind of <laughs> what they're doing. Um, you know, Heidi will come in with ideas. Um, yeah. She's definitely very vocal. I think. I think. Um, I think um, Guns McGinty. I think is the only one that really will stand stand up for ideas he likes. I think the rest of them are pretty much pushovers. Yeah. Although, you know, I think Father Jack just grins and giggles half the time. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's just happy to play the organ. It sounds like that guy really loves the organ. He really does. I mean, you know, anyone <laughs> I've seen you know, playing like Iron Butterfly trying to corrupt as many church organs as he has, um, <laughs> of, you know, applying for jobs, you know, that's, yeah, it's definitely worked out in his favor. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he caught wind of, uh, I know in the UK, he caught wind of um, some Albert, some guy called Albert has a hall, and apparently there's a big organ there. So he's definitely... <laughs> He's definitely got sights set on that. Um, yeah, we've we've had to ex- explain to them that one we have to build a tour first and build a book the venue. And I don't I don't know if they they let anyone play the organ at, at um, Al's Hall. Um, I'm not sure why it's called Royal or not. Tricky to get a gig there. Yeah, yeah. As, as a management team, that's something we we look at for for the band. You know, potential. You know, groundbreaking openings. I mean, right now we'd be happy to, you know, play in Die Bar, mm. but uh, you know, Al's Hall is definitely up there on the list. I got. I, I'd, I'd actually heard that Al's organ wasn't that big, but perhaps I was looking at a different, um, different type of theatre. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, Boyle, question for you about uh, uh, about Heidi. Since you said that she's leaving bits and pieces here and there, are we talking like? Beetlejuice uh, at the end, you know when she, 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 she tries to say Beetlejuice, her jaw falls off, like that sort of falling bits. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. we've just got to be careful because you know, obviously, if a tongue falls out, we've had it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So, so far, just small bits. You know, things like fingers. So, I think we're we're okay at the moment, and I'm pretty I'm pretty good. I'm nifty with a needle. Fair, fair enough. I actually just that, that was the closest thing I could relate to was Beetlejuice, like at the end. So yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. As, as an ex pirate, I'm surprised she doesn't have like a spare silver tongue or something like that. Oh wow! Well, no, we sold that on eBay. So yeah, <laughs> uh, of course, of course, that makes sense. Well, um, we need uh, maintenance need a vintage JCM uh, for one of the songs we're working on, and that you know we need funds for that. So that's kind of how we did that. Yeah, it's not cheap. Not cheap. No. No. No, fair. This this cryo sleep chamber is costing an absolute fortune. I mean, yeah, just it must be. Is it is it solar powered? That would help. No, I, I mean you've got. I mean the electricity alone is it's horrendous. Yeah, I mean everyone's bills are going up staying at home more, aren't they? Yeah, I'm I'm la- I'm down to the last couple of doubloons. Is it doubloons? Yeah, doubloons. Yeah. Doubloons. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm the- Gonna yeah. do. We need to tour. We do need to tour. Yeah, right now we're we're trying to take care of the island we're at um, in the in the Mid Atlantic. You know, we're trying <laughs> right now to uh, bring in tourism and stuff like that for funds, um, kind of like Sealand uh, did after Pirate Radio. <laughs> but you know, we've we've had a difficult time getting recognized by other foreign entities um, at at the island we're at. You know, one it's hard saying we have a population of you know one sometimes two managers. Because it really isn't another population, nor is it growing. <laughs> um, 
And that's that's definitely one of the issues we've had. We've we've tried, you know, developing power with wave wave technology, moving turbines and stuff like that. You know, the power of the crowd chambers, but. Uh, and it, does, it doesn't help that it's volcanic. Um, it just keeps blowing up on us as well, you know, and we just keep having to sort of emergency evacuate and uh, go back. So it, it's quite tricky, really, middle yeah. Atlantic, you know. And that's definitely an issue we have with Father Jack. You know, we wonder, you know, we wonder if he really is undead or not, you know, but every time we're checking his pulse, there seems to be a volcanic eruption where, you know, it's moving so much we're not sure if it's just him moving or if it's actually his pulse. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 definitely trying at times as part of the management team for them. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, for, for Father Jack, is is he an actual man of the cloth, or is it just a just name because just because? I I think he started off that way. Is that is that right, Lance? He started- I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, he he's not really a religious type. Not not that I'm aware of. I mean, knowing that he had knowing he had. You know, bombed from uh, being the organist at the the Church of Satan. I mean, that's that's definitely uh, <laughs> that definitely calls into question his. You know, I don't think he's Pentecostal by any means. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Maybe you know, a lot of people go into the priesthood because they're just you know not sure what they want to do with their lives and they're looking for meaning. Perhaps he's. Perhaps, perhaps he's. I don't know. Maybe he has found some meaning. Maybe not. I've got no idea. Well, he only really says three three words, really. <laughs> Drink, um, fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty, it's pretty difficult to have a conversation with him. You know? Yeah. He he saw, and again, trying to get him up to date on culture. You know, we we showed him in uh, the Simpsons, and he saw people, you know, playing in the Garden of Eden on the organ or in a God of Davida. Yeah. <laughs> that really. <laughs> that really kind of set a tone as far as what direction he wanted to go. Wow. Mm. What's, um, what's the most awkward situation the band have ever been in? Oh. Uh, Other than a sea turtle? Yep. Wait, what? Yep. <laughs> you said we couldn't talk about the sea turtle, so. No, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, they've, they've asked us not to. I mean, uh, <laughs> Out of respect to the Argentine government. Um, <laughs> well, there there was that time where I, they didn't grind uh, they didn't ground Heidi's mic correctly. Is that correct, Boyle? Where there was there was a shocking incident where we weren't sure if she would come back or not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, I mean, we didn't need to use the cryo chamber for a couple of days after that, which which did save on electricity. But yeah, it was a difficult one. That yeah, yeah, she no. was pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Magnus, I think, had, like, two left hands for a while, you know, based on some type of curse incantation she had done. Um, I think she'd really stepped it up and she tried, you know, with a witchcraft scene. I know they're really big in the pentagram because she always thought that, you know, just like modern amplifiers going to love with one more, she thought about adding a, a sixth point and doing a hexagram. And yeah. I, yeah. she really tried using that as a, a means. I don't think they really ever took off for it. Did no. it, well? Take off? No. No, the hex didn't work. Really. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, well I just—I was just gonna say um, we're we're down to uh, our last two minutes here. So um, before we wrap thing wrap things up here, which is uh, we're gonna do a part two at some point because this is nowhere near enough time. 
but <laughs> <laughs> well, they've they've been around for a while. They have a lot of stories. I can yeah. only imagine. <laughs> I mean, but, there was yeah, there was the brothel in Deadwood. That's that's a whole other story for another day. Oh my God, that's uh, you may not get to air that episode. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, everything's live. A whole episode in itself. Well, we could, we could, we could potentially block that time off. So, but uh, we'll, have, we'll have to pre-plan a little bit. But uh, uh, that that aside, uh, um, thank you, uh, Southern Baptist Wishcombe Management Team, for coming on, uh, Lance and Boyle. We appreciate you uh, speaking on behalf of the band uh, and having having you two on to talk uh, a little bit about how they've kind of come together and their their unique. It's the least backgrounds, uh, but uh, uh, we. I was a great time, and we will do a part two because, like I said, this was nowhere near enough time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much for having us on. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Excited to hear it. It's it's genuinely been a, a real pleasure and very very entertaining and, and very informative. Um, I guess as a last thing, is there? Um, I'm always keen for bands to get EPs and albums out. Is there? I might have asked you this before online, and you might have said there's something in the works. But is there are there plans for a nice chunky release with the band that we can all get stuck into? I think definitely. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we've, there's a lot more. Um, we've got a lot more material to work on. Um, sorry, the uh, band have a lot more material to work on. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Well, I mean, they've they've had definitely had a lot of time to think, and yeah. Um, I think uh, Magnus is definitely is looking at some of the older uh, cowboy tunes he had heard in Tennessee and uh, is definitely looking at uh, implementing some of those, maybe going a little quieter and acoustic. Um, you know, he normally likes playing the seven string, which he feels is kind of an evil, evil node seven. Mm. He's, he's obsessed with that number. Um, right. Right. Why. <clears throat> well, again, we'll, we'll have to dig into into that next time as well. But yeah, I think, I think that sounds good. We, yeah. we absolutely love the tunes guys. You, you are up. Uh, you and the yeah, band. Yeah, Heidi's got lots of songs. I know she has. Well, we've got It's just getting her out for enough time in the yeah. day, I guess, to, to yeah. do a bit. Of, yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. four hours else. really that she can do them. But right. Well, we, we have a. She's in sleeping, so. Yeah. yeah. Boyle and I have a case of super glue in order, so that's definitely make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we will, honestly, we will uh, uh, talk off air and email off air to set up a part two uh, of this because we do want a part two. But thank you so much for your time tonight, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Good night, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Just going to call Mike right back here just because that's the way it works here. So uh, Mike, just stand by for one moment. And we'll get Mike back here. And three, two, one, and Mike, what's happening? <laughs> well, that was <laughs> man, what an interview! That was that was great. I mean, I wasn't expecting the management team to come on, but you know, no. that no, that, that worked for me. And uh, they they definitely know a lot about uh, about their their band and their their background, but. Wow, uh, uh, so many curveballs! Like I, like I said, I was not prepared for that whatsoever. But I like it. But but no. But the 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 plus side to it is that 
I like to be able to kind of be pressured, kind of kind of think on the move and think on the go sort of thing. And, mm. you know, I had to switch my mind to like, okay, I got this now. Okay, now we're going it. So we're good. But, <laughs> but it yeah. did help. It did help that, that, uh, um, that Lance uh, talked quite a bit and, uh, you know, uh, Boyle, Boyle talked quite a bit too, but between both of them and plus our, our question asking, we had the perfect kind of time to kind of, kind of uh, sit back for a, or a moment or two and let your mind kind of reset because, like, it's just, like I said, <laughs> like 50 different directions here. It's like, holy crap, I, I, I can't keep up. Like, <laughs> I had to keep muting as I was crying with laughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, genius, absolute genius! I thought they were fantastic. Um, well, and that's the thing too. Is I, I I miss. I couldn't. I couldn't hit the dump button. Type my sneezing. That's like I'm so sorry, but like it's like I couldn't get to hit the button at time. Mate, by that point, your sneeze was the least weird thing in that interview. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, that was awesome. I absolutely love those guys. Their music is fantastic. Um, oh man, yeah, I, I can't it wait. Really is. I don't know where you know it just came out of nowhere, didn't it? And it was like, hey, yeah. here we are. And it's just wow, top yeah, top quality. Right, exactly. Um, like I keep saying, if they put an album out, I will buy that. Oh man, I'll be on, over that on any format and play that over and over again. You know? and, uh, <laughs> uh, and speaking of albums, I just got my copy of Telenovela's Merlin Bell. So I did uh, put up a thank you video on Instagram for them, and I will be contacting them to find out what single we can play off that album and when uh, they would, mm. if they can, if they can manage coming on for an interview. Because the new album, it's awesome, and it's it's more if, if if you can we we're not playing tonight. If we have time, if we can squeeze in tonight, we might be able to play uh, No Excalibur. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit different from that. Got a, got a little bit of a hint of country in there, which people know I'm not a huge fan of country, but it's such a good uh, um, a mix that, that you don't really know. It's maybe just a little bit, but it's a fantastic album, and. Yeah. Uh, um, it just, yeah, so I'm hoping, you know, uh, because it took me a while, because before, excuse me, before Telenovela started, they had uh, Agent Ribbons, and it was, it was Natalie Ribbons, and, and, and Natalie, yeah. Natalie's Telenovela, right? And and that was a cool band, they only did like 1EP, which I'm pretty sure I still have, if not, they potentially still have band camps, so you could possibly still get a digital copy of the, of the EP. But uh, so she's a she's lead vocalist, and I emailed her a few times saying, "Look, I love telenovela, I love Agent Ribbons, and my love playing songs, that sort of thing." And finally got back. He's like, "Oh, awesome!" He's like, "Oh, it's like now you finally got back to me. This is amazing, right?" So this one got to play No Scalper, <laughs> and she sent. If you remember, she sent the pics too, where they, they yeah. had the the Serapis and the sombreros, and because the, they're they're from, they're from again another yet another band from from Texas, right? Oh man, Texas is so, also such a great man. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so um, I was like, I was like, oh, cool, you know. And uh, finally, so I'm, I'm thinking, so I'm, I'm prepared for potentially maybe a week or so of back and forth with Natalie before I can um, uh, solidify a, a single we can play and accept the interview. And I understand, and things are busy, so that's fine. But the thing about it, man, like, wow, I, you know. And uh, speaking of, uh, um. um Texas uh, bands, uh, Miss Guilty, uh, um, Beth Lee from the group put out a new album, uh, her first solo album, and uh, there's a vinyl for it, which I did buy yesterday. I caught a little bit of her show on, on her face on Facebook, but so very excited to receive that. And uh, uh, I think I told you off air too that I mean this is a mainstream band, but I had ordered uh, um, the Breeders uh, Last Splash, yeah, like five five days ago. Because the thing about it is, like, you know what, M, we have this on, on, on our phones, our hard drives, or thing, but it's like, 
No, we need the vinyl. And so last yeah. night we were, we were playing chess and listening, like not literally, not uh, literally playing chess and listening to to, to uh, the Beaters. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. And I mean, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I want in my vinyl collection because I, I realized recently I was like, oh, there's some gaps here. And when you mentioned that earlier, I was like, oh, just like put that in my basket when I was in it to a little. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, check this out. Actually, real quick before we get to our first uh, song of the night, uh, separate from the interview. Um, so last uh, last night we were listening to music. So we actually listened to um, Felix Saunders' new album. Oh yeah, so nice. That's we, great. We listened to that. We she uh, uh, M one heard some Coldplay, so we listened to Orchard Blood to the Head. And nice. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on on Amazon checks. Like, like boom, boom. Like, oh, three bucks off. It's like twenty three bucks. Like gold, blah blah. And and then I got the notification day saying saying shipped. And kids, like, I don't know how you had better luck because I tried ordering that for you a month ago or so, a little bit, a little bit more. And it took forever, just like holding, waiting, like. It hadn't really made too much, so she she finally canceled it. It's like, man, I went online like on Amazon right away, found it for three bucks off. <laughs> it's already it's, it's already it's already shipped. It'll be here Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah, right? so it's like it's like I'm looking very much forward to that. But we had a I was we'll call it good night music because like I said, we played the new we well, not the new but we played uh, Last Splash and we played uh, uh, pretty much the entire album of, of Russia uh, Russia Blood to the Head and. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Felix Saunders' uh, EP, and uh, actually, yeah, we were right. we in the card day too. And Kim is a big, a big fan. Of it. I mean, I, I really enjoy it too. But yeah, she she loves it, and she's like, "Oh, cool, it's a guy. Like, I really, really like this stuff." So, um, okay, yeah, so nice. man, so, we got. Can I just ask, Russia blood to the head. That's the one with green eyes on it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, and um. Like, uh, put a spell on your face, you know, and, and politic. Yeah, and the scientist, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, the scientist, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. Um, I, saw, I saw them around that time. I haven't, Same I here. I don't think I've heard, like, like after that, I wasn't really as interested, but I saw them and I absolutely loved that album. I thought that was a really you solid, smart, beautiful album. I um, totally agree. It's still uh, my, my top, uh, uh, top uh, uh, favorite albums. And as well, I think it's, you know what X and Y. I I, st- I actually liked X and Y pretty good. I mean, and I, I do have I, do, I I'm, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I do have uh, Viva La Vida, which actually isn't that bad. It's actually it's not too bad. I mean, if you give it a bit of shot, I mean, it's not amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not gonna put in the top ten or by any, any means, but it's it's not bad. I've not heard it, but it's just the, the the fact that you had to describe it as not actually that bad probably told me that. I've, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll 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 rip it to my laptop and I'll send you a copy that way. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. Well, man, if you don't want it, then screw you. It's just the description. Ah, it's not honestly. It's not actually that bad. Well, it's not because yeah, you no. grips it. You know. <laughs> no, it, um, no. I, I just. I, it just. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. I'm, Anyways, I'm saying I'm messing around. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. So. <laughs> so right on so man first song of the night uh, aside from the interview we have brand new Cynthia uh, Rocker Heart as we know from uh, Bows and Heart and other Cynthia songs that are just badass and heavy as hell so here we go with Cynthia and their new single called Hell on Heels dig this
right on. Brand new Cynthia. Hell on heels. Man, wow. Where to start with that song? Uh, just first and foremost, that guitar shredding was amazing. It just heavy as hell and such powerful vocals and the drumming which is sick as fuck man like wow like this was a badass tune probably to date my favorite Cynthia tune man and thank you Rocker Heart for singing along dude that was fucking a badass heavy rocking kicking the ball sort of heavy metal song yeah man that was absolutely brilliant wasn't it it was just fast heavy massive drums brilliant vocals they sit in that little space with the reverb don't they right in the centre of the mix right in your right in your eyes um, <laughs> um yeah it's just yeah i mean it, it is kind of eye-watering heavy metal it's absolutely fantastic they're a super talented bunch of people and um i just yeah i just love that it's just really feel good and absolutely brilliant mate for sure oh man and again uh well not again but now we have a another brand new seething akira song this one's Ooh. called kenneth dopeland dig this Bunch of hookers and cocaine
my fucking god, was that heavy as fuck. That's brand new seeding Akira, and uh, I, I said this about Cynthia as, well, uh, Cynthia as well, but this is by far the, literally the heaviest seeding Akira track we've received so far. I mean, CB Skeletor was heavy as hell, that whole album, and even the, yeah. the, even the last one is pretty heavy, but this one, this is like corn mixed with like Slipknot, and just 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 like a little little we'll call it, we'll call it sprinkle of Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little sprinkle, little dash of Lincoln Park. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Man, I felt like the guitar riff was like um, kind of speeding up Sepultura riff. It was that like, kind of heavy, you know? Yeah, filthy. I filthy. just I, I just thought core because of the recording because it kind of sounded like like early early core like so like like life is PG or yeah. you know or the, the first self tell because just just because I did it just like or e- e- even a uh, 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 Pantera vulgar display of power yeah I, oh god that's a good album <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> I mean you didn't write it but you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah absolutely brilliant that is so heavy and so. Again, really well spaced. What I'm loving about a lot of the heavy music we get recently, the heavy music goes through phases, I think, anyway, where sometimes it's really tight and claustrophobic and kind of wrapped into the mix, and sometimes there's loads of space and it's really wide and big. And what we're getting is a nice mix of that at the moment. Um, And these two tunes have just got loads of space to breathe, but it doesn't take away from the heavy. It doesn't take away from the intensity. It just lets everything... um, I have a bit of space, I guess. But yeah, it, it just sounds fantastic. It's beautifully put together, to be honest with you. Um, top quality tune. I love these guys as well. They're a great band. No, uh, it's very true. Uh, and, you know, just just speaking of quality music and uh, just the different uh, influences, uh, uh, when we, well, actually, not when I, when you posted about, you know, the interview and uh, yeah. uh, uh, the music we're playing tonight, uh, uh, Alan Morris, he goes, well, you're going to ask him who, uh, who's better, like Hagar or or, or, <laughs> or, or, or uh, Diamond Davis. So I was like, like, no, we get different questions. And you know what? I I, I, I I couldn't think of a question to stump them, man. They had me stumped. I was like, this is, well, this is, this is the, the table's turned. It's like, like for once, man, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to think and I could barely keep a few steps ahead of them in this interview. So, and I, you know, it's not a bad thing. It was a fantastic. I had a, it was a lot of fun. But you know, uh, interviewing management as opposed to the actual uh, band members, like I, I had to think a little bit quicker on my feet, and I was high, I was barely keeping up. <laughs> and, I, was, I wasn't expecting, yeah, I wasn't expecting them to jump on the call as management. I thought that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was completely unexpected. But you know, if if uh, if Heidi's in her um, cryogenic chamber, then, then then fair play. You know, you've got to get someone else on the interview. Um, but also what I, what I loved, like in the in the break when we were playing the song, they're like, oh, we can tell you about our influences if you like, or the band's influences. And right. They're like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good thing. And they come out with like ABBA or whatever else. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it just, everything is a curveball. It's just brilliant. It's so, it was so well done, wasn't it? And, you know, just honest from the heart, trials and tribulations <laughs> of managing a, an undead band, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's, 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 Kind of, kind of funny. Uh, kind of funny is, uh, or a little weird. Whenever I hear someone mention cryogenics, autom- automatically my mind either thinks first off Austin Powers, the first Austin, Austin Powers, Powers yep, right, yep. or second 
is Megadeth Hangar 18, the video for Hangar 18, where they're cryogenically frozen in those, you know, in those capsules. Oh, yeah. Right? I forgot about that. So, yeah, yeah. My, 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 my mind will go, my mind will go there first and then Austin Powers, but it's always things there because it's, you know, in, in Hangar 18, he's like, he's like, cryogenic, you know, like, just, and, yeah, yeah. But this whole thing, so that, that's what I think of uh, automatically is that sort of thing. Or even Archer, because uh, after uh, they were, was it season six, after he got shot? Yeah, roughly, yeah. Yeah, so. And they had the project chambers and Krieger taking care of everything, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only, honestly, the only cryogenics just instantly is Austin Powers. That's that's, that's where yeah. my mind goes. Oh yeah, I'm impressed that you've got past that because I'm just sitting here sniggering at Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was a that was a great interview. Off uh, then, and that uh, that is in the top ten for sure. Because I mean, I've been obviously caught off guard many times before, and that that you know, you, 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 well, you mean you kind of prep and expect expect that, right? And that's not a bad thing, you know. It just you know, if you can kind of somewhat prep yourself from for some awful call it off the cuff or off the wall questions or or kind of you know um explanations of some questions you've asked personally you know then you're doing pretty good yeah but sorry all i've got in my head is are those freaking sharks or freaking laser beams attached to their heads yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> sorry i can't that's all i asked for it's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. use the toothpaste i get that i have bad teeth no use it as a thing <laughs> oh right <laughs> Oh, 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 actually, you know what, man? Just before we get to our next song, um, it was funny because today uh, uh, when uh, Kim and I went out to do some errands, you know, uh, we always we always uh, are cracking jokes and that sort of thing and having a good time and laughing. And we were talking about uh, just, like, um, weird times that you've been caught, let's say, singing your car or whatever the case may be, right? And with, with hers, her, her moment was... She was mad at the guy in front of her. So, you know, in her car, she didn't, you know, she's like, oh, like, she said, oh, so I'm like, like, oh, you, you fucking idiot, you know? And then she said, there's a woman in the car next to her because she had her windows down in the summertime, right? So she had her windows down. So there's a woman in the car next to her, had windows down too. And she took to her, it's like, oh my, she's like, not you. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so, and then, <coughs> then, then mine was, um, uh, I had, uh, I, uh, I'd uh, taken my because when I lived in Michigan, uh, my dad worked in Michigan. My mom worked in Windsor, so she went across the border every day, back and forth, right? Right. So she worked in Windsor, and uh, there was one time uh, she took her car to get repaired. So you no, know, I went over to pick. I went over across the border to pick her up after work. So picked her up and came back. So back on work back on Michigan side. So we're going up Woodward, and I was a passenger, right? So. I had my keys and my lanyard was hanging was 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 hanging out, so it was actually hanging at the door, you know. And again, summertime, so winters are down. And there's a guy in the car next to me, like in in, in, in a convertible. And he looks over. He goes, "Hey!" He goes, "Shit, hanging!" <laughs> and, and like he points to like down. I was like, "Oh my!" Like, and but I mean, we were laughing about that, but Kim was just dying. Like honestly, man, she was had tears in her eyes. She was laughing so hard. <laughs> Because it was so funny, because so unexpected. Like he, he looked, he looked over and pointed out, said "shit hanging." <laughs> and, like, and, my, and my mom's like, "What do you say?" He says, "Shit hanging," because my lungs hanging. Like, oh, okay. Like, 
But I'll never forget that. That was a, that was about at least 20 years ago, but I'll never forget it because it was so funny. Like, it just com- permanently ingrained in my memory. It just was such a such a funny moment, right? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, so, go ahead. Just, well, just, just one more. Uh, I think, it, is it Goldmember where Michael Caine is? Uh, just jumping back to Austin Powers. Sorry, I can't get that one. Yes, Goldmember, yes. <laughs> And he has, he has that line where he goes to that guy, look at you, you don't even have a name tag. You've got no chance. Why don't you just <laughs> yeah. fall down? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you know what? I, I, oh, my God. I'm, 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 you brought that up. So, short, 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 at the very end. The best and the worst Yeah Baby ever by Tom Cruise, which is amazing. And of course, it was totally done on purpose. And I, I always make laugh every time because it's just so horrible, but so funny. Really and, then, and then you go to Travolta as, as gold member. Hey, Ashles, I'm from Sweden. Isn't that weird? <laughs> and, and it makes you die laughing because it's Travolta, right? Like, he just like... So, yeah, but, all right, so... To our next song, uh, not that we've had a good uh, a long sidetrack, which is happens every show, so you should come to expect that listening to this podcast. But uh, yeah, right. we're 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 moving on to our next song and another uh, new digital resistance song, and we're kind of going through the album somewhat systematically, at least in my mind, my my mind systematically. So <laughs> as, far, as far as songs go, go a bit, but. This is a great tune, and I mean, the whole album is badass, but this is another good tune. This one's called Out of Sight, Digital Resistance, sing this. political speech techno-monopolies suck democracy like a leech stupefied society listens to what they preach eyes and ears everywhere all within their reach you understate me devastate yourself you understate me devastate yourself you understate me devastate yourself you understate me Devastate yourself. Back in the crash, the one that tried to mire and sell our thoughts to the highest buyer. Everyone you talk to, like they're wearing a wire. Fools gather round and celebrate a bonfire. You understate me. Devastate yourself. 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 Defy it, put you to science and miss them. 
prison feds had to survive and they listen come on now stay strong for greed resistant you understate me to state yourself 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 resistance with out of sight and you know at the last little part of her vocals uh, uh it just reminded me of like hello my neighbors hey fuck you yes fuck you too <laughs> but this was a great song digital resistance this 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 whole album is amazing and oh my my god like i i just i just tweeted them i said we we've hit the jackpot of like new metal in the in, in, in 2021 because holy crap between Dead Resistance, some of those riffs, like, it was definitely remind me of old school Korn, like, Blind, specifically from the first, uh, the self-titled album. But, my God, what a great tune. This, it is super heavy, and I love, love her vocals because she just so direct to point, uh, direct into the point, and just, like, got, got a little bit of punk in there, too, and she's like, yeah, like, almost like, yeah, like, fuck you, you know, like, <laughs> but love yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, the vocals are superb, aren't they? It's, you know, <clears throat> it has got a real punk, post-punk, um, whatever you want to call it, kind of edge. 
um, to the vocal. You know, I love the, you know, they're essentially kind of, you know, revolutionaries preaching social justice and, you know, what's not to love about that, basically. Right. But I love that because there's, there's that mix of, you know, there's there's anger and poignance in the in the lyrics, I guess, uh, which I really like. Um, but yeah, just, as soon as you said blind, it made me think. Well, actually, you know, probably blind, or, or you know, a version of blind on a six string right. guitar, and then roots, bloody roots, and then about a girl by Nirvana were like the three first songs I probably properly learned on a guitar. And actually, this has kind of got a little bit of all of them going on, which is a bit weird. <laughs> you know, when those chords kind of when they play the open chords. Uh, in the bits in between, it is quite kind of grungy and nirvana and then obviously you've got those, you know, heavy riffs in there, um, which remind me of the other two. But yeah, that's, um, you know, it's just a personal thing, but it kind of brought me back there. I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, and, uh, but yeah. and to a good point too, because I remember uh, during, during the interview when Lance was talking about uh, uh, the guitars, he was saying, he played like, uh, you say, a seven string. And you know mm. the thing is too is is uh, um, both uh, Monkey and Head from Corn did play seven string guitars, you know, because they had yes. two they had two like heavier like low E strings so they could hit those like heavy just like bah, you know like in deep heavy yeah, notes yeah, yeah. and rock it out. So I think and, it goes down to like a really low B or something, and then I think they detune them as well. So it's ridiculous. How, however, they tune it. Well, man, it, it, it just it just as fuck. Did you have you ever seen the tab for Super Unknown? Like yeah. man, like like Ben Shepard, like holy crap, man! Like his bass strings might as well be just like maybe flailing and hanging off the bass are so low. Like, I mean, it sounds badass, but holy crap! Like my son's like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> you know, because because my my brother got it for his birthday. This was like '94, right? So this is like yeah, yeah. Well, well back, right? When it came out, and we're looking at it like, wait, what the fuck? Like, okay, okay, down to this to an E, this to a D. How, how's this work as a B? Like, remind me one more time. Like. So well, thankfully, well, we had, crazy. thankfully we had a tuner, but e, e, even even the song Fourth of July, like man, your your low E, your 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 uh, it's just pretty much hanging off your guitar. Dun, dun, okay. dun, 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 you know, it is ridiculous. I think there was an interview. Um, I think it was with Chris Cornell was with someone in the band, but where they were saying that they, you know, right at the beginning. They sort of didn't bother tuning guitars. They just kind of like came up with stuff. You know, they just pick the guitar up and play it, kind of thing. And then they'd kind of work out what was the nearest tuning that was sort of, you know, sort of supposed to be near enough to that. And then the rest of the band were tuned to it. And they just kind of made stuff up in weird things. And they, you know, they were great for weird timings and stuff well, like that as well. They they are the 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 oppie timing is exactly like tool like uh, I, I, yeah. uh, Danny Carey and Matt Cameron are two of the the top two drummers who can play Oppie Tommy and make it sound amazing because I think we mentioned last week the song Gun from Louder Than Love you know and uh, if you think about it too um, speaking of singing the sound guard say they do all didn't really play chords at first if you think of their their the WP Screaming Life and Fop the song the song Hunted Down I mean it's very very basic very basic it's like yeah, yeah. Doon, 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 doon. so it's like it's pretty much almost all E you know, you know? Like, yeah <laughs> and um, even, even the song um uh, it's called uh, um, head injury, and there's a couple more from uh, um, uh, it's not a th- I can't remember the name because they're screaming like a flop. I think it's called a oh, flower. It was, it was like a, like a three song be so it's like head injury and like two more songs. Like, wow! Oh head, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> head injury, doon 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 doon. It's all, or it just it just like uh, it's like it's like Ty Cobb on down the upside. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. exactly like that. Just just. 
banging, but a good punk tune, you no? Know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially for some guy, do, 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 yeah! You know? <laughs> I just, oh, that, oh like, it was one of my favorite songs on that album. So, okay, Definitely. so we'll move on to the actual indie music, which we're trying to promote here. I know it's a bit of a sound, oh, yeah. a sidetrack, but uh, definitely worth it, especially speaking about Chris Cornell. So, next up, we have brand new Black Lace. This one's called Fragments. Do this. Stand 
fuck. Like, we we have hit the jackpot. That was black oh. lakes, and apparently, uh, uh, spin since I said lakes for some reason, but no black lakes. L A K E S. And the song was called Fragments, and man, what a heavy tune. It just really, oh man. What a like little, little like head banging song. I was just like, oh man, I just it's want to be in a mosh pit and just oh, like just the 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 it was oh man, I I, I don't know what to say or or how to, how to begin. Like just the vocals were awesome, like and very powerful. I mean, very heavy riffs and like and and just good like kind of steady um, progression, especially with some uh, little kind of off the cuff uh, um, riffs and uh, and some. Uh, off, off the cuff, uh, 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 drum beats uh, here and there through the song, but what a great tune! Yeah, I mean, you know, if you like heavy music, you're pretty much guaranteed to like this. I would have thought it's just, you know, heavy head banging riffs, powerful vocals, super tight rhythm section. What's not to love? I mean, you know, we love heavy music and we love it, so yeah, fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. This is a great tune. We really lucked out with some of these. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we have tonight. We have brand new Novocaine, and yeah. this one's called "Back to the Corner." Dig this.
Right on. Nova Canyon back to the corner. Man, what a good heavy punk tune that was. And man, the taper off, like that's like classic, like early 90s alternative kind of grunge taper off. Like, you know, it's that, that, I mean, you know, Weezer, Beezers, Green Day, they've all done it, but it sounds so good. But it was such a great tune. And the first song, first song uh, from them in a while. But awesome tune. Love the vocals. And just, yeah, this would definitely uh, headbanger and get every chair. Let's, let's uh, kind of mosh and, you know, potentially skank a little bit, which is kind of part of the Sky era. But either way, great tune. Loved it. Absolutely brilliant, this one. It's, I, it's apparently it's a world premiere, world exclusive. Yeah. In the, in the email, it's of this, you know, how would you describe that? Grungy, punk, big, fat feel good kind of tune i love the vocal i love the kind of he just he almost growls at the end he's like losing his voice he's shouting so much but does it beautifully in tune of course um yeah it just sounds really really good uh all the little kind of subtle lead works and all that very cobain-esque you know very right very nirvana-y, nirvana-y, yeah that's the word um yeah just, <laughs> um, yeah top top quality uh, and in the note i noticed an email i think this was the one where they said something on the lines of we think this is the best tune we've written so far yes um, because yeah. because we, uh because he sends a message first on our fan page and then right. so it's okay because oh time has come there's a there's a new novakin song so i will be emailing you a song shortly and then he emailed us and said this is the best song we've done so far and yes I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. I, I'm totally on board for that too. But yes, you're right. He, like I said, he messaged us first on Facebook on our page, and then he emailed us, and then it's like, okay, perfect. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, then, no, I, and, and I did respond back to him on our on our messenger too. I told him I said, I said yeah, we got the email. We're definitely putting the song, and there you go, man. So <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah, right. Of a great tune, and yeah, just just I got a kind of punk culture mix. But yeah, that had like I said, the taper off was definitely like like early 90s kind of grunge kind of you know anyway very cool I, I just, you gotta get love for nostalgic reasons right so oh definitely we'll plus the fact it's a brilliant team yeah alright <laughs> so next up oh yes this is a brand new band called TubeAmp and they're on Twitter as at TubeAmp101 and the song is called What She Wants dig this
right on uh, tube amp with what she wants. And you know what, man, right off the hop, you know, remind me of, remind me of a Joel Stormer in the Clash. Like, right off the hop. Like, such heavy influence there. And it just, yeah. just, just very kind of, I will call it kind of greaser, kind of, kind of Brian Sisters, kind of straight cats as well. But man, this, this, this song, it just, it just had so much cool kind of like genre influence to it. It just like, I, when I heard it, I was like, oh man, this definitely got to play this one for sure. And that's what I love most about it. Just, just a different genre influence and the, the good mix of the 50s and the 60s, 70s, a little bit of the 90s in there as well. But you know, you know, Joe in the Clash, you know, and, 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 and Brian, the, Brian, Brian Seltzer, like the, the Stray Cats, you know, it just like, oh, yeah. like man, like, wow. <laughs> Very impressed. Loved it. I, lo- I absolutely love that you picked out all that because I, I was sitting there thinking, wow, there's so much in that and you're so spot on. Uh, I had in my head, uh, like the lead licks in particular were kind of a mix of like Graham Coxon from Blair and Kurt. Yes. Blair. Nice. You know, that kind of thing. It's right up my street. And it was kind of grungy. It's nice to see that coming back with the last two tracks. But also, I thought it had a bit of a Joy Division thing going on. That was the other thing in my head. Good call. Um, yeah, just there's loads in that, isn't there? You, you really have to, you know, you have to work to unpack that one. <laughs> yeah, but still, though, good call. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely brilliant. What a tune. What a great tune. It's, I mean, the fact that we both got all that out of it is pretty. I know, brilliant. right? <laughs> What, what can I say? We're awesome. So, <laughs> that is a fact. That is yeah, yeah, fact. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no one is staying at home and going, well, that's not true. <laughs> uh, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So next up, where am I at here? Okay, here we are. <laughs> there you are. You're right there. So next hello. up, uh, yeah, hello. So uh, brand new Anderson tapes, the song called Saints, and this is uh, sorry, Sirens. Um, I know I said Saints for, but the song's called uh, the song's called Sirens by Anderson Tapes, and this is a great tune. Dig this.
Right on the Anderson tapes with sirens. And uh, this was a cool kind of called indie kind of kickback, like strokes, white stripes. But you know, you can you can even tap back to the to the uh, mid to late sixties, like early Rolling Stones as well. Uh, just uh, just the influences and the vocals were great, and just love this tune. And uh, uh, yeah, the Anderson tapes were awesome. So a great song that was called Sirens. Yes, that was absolutely brilliant. It for me had a bit of a buzzcocks thing going on. Nice, um, good call. For anyone yeah. that likes their, you know, alternative bedroom post punk, I guess. Um, and I'm pretty sure Pete Shelley was like one of the original DIY. He was one of the first people to sort of start his own label and print his own tapes and all that kind of stuff, which is great. Right. Awesome. <laughs> um, I always have fond memories of. Um, uh, of discovering all about, you know, way after the time because obviously I'm extremely young. But I, but I have <laughs> fond memories of. I think my dad bought like a Buzzcocks. I think it was rather than a best of. I think it was all the singles CD okay. in like the early two thousands. And I was just like, "What's this? This is really good." And he was like, "Yeah, you're like thirty years too late." <laughs> <laughs> but it is really good. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, top quality. I really like that tune. That's a great one. All right, so we have uh, two songs left for part one. Next up, I actually bought this single because uh, I saw Mike that you bought on Bandcamp. It's like, well, uh, no, I, I checked the stuff because I get a notification every time you buy something on Bandcamp. It's like, well, no, bought this, bought this, bought this. Okay, so I check it out. It's like, well, I'll be able to buy two. It's like, well, I like this one. This is a good one. So this is, uh, uh, I guess, artist slash band called. Rummy Ghost in a song called Crumbs. Dig this.
right on. Rummy Ghost with Crumbs. And you know the last little part? It's kind of funny that we were talking about the breeders and man, that sounded like it could have been something a flash splash. That was such a great tune. I love I love the alternative like early nice influence and wow, awesome tune, man. I've been loving part one so far. We've been kicking some ass here. Oh, absolutely, man. I love that we've gone from that insane, brilliant interview into some really heavy, you know, kind of like proper, um, oh God, I don't know what you call it, but just really heavy (laughs) (laughs) music. And then we've slipped into this alternative, grungy, post-punk world. And it's, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, This tune is awesome. It's just got elements of everything that we've just been talking about. It's got elements of like bands like the strokes and stuff like that. It's got that kind of um you know Buzzcocks era kind of punk thing. It's a bit grungy. It's almost kind of you know drainy the way it just keeps hitting that chord. It keeps hitting that downstroke. But it just sounds so so good, doesn't it? It just feels good. Uh it comes together really well. It's a brilliant track. I really like this. Oh yeah. So man to finish off part one here we have a band called Jump the Fall and they do a cover of Terrible Lie by Nine Snails off their album Pretty Hate Machine. And this is a pretty badass cover. Otherwise, I wouldn't play You Know How I Am with, with covers. So do this. Yeah. Is it Jump the Fall? Well, I'm Nine Inch Nails. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I know how you are with covers, but also you, you love that band. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So here goes Jump the Fall, and they're covering Nine Snails' song Terrible Lie for their album Pretty Hate Machine. Dig this. Doing this to me Am I not living up to what I'm supposed to be? Why am I seething with this animosity? I think you owe me a great big apology
Holy fuck, man. Jump the fall. They covered Nine Inch Nails song Terrible Life from their album Pretty Machine flawlessly. Holy shit, was that a great cover. My god, like, I mean, that was bang on with their own little twist to it, but uh, I obviously know I'm a big fan, but if someone does a shitty cover of, of, a, of an in song, I will fight out tell you. Like, but this, <laughs> this, this was a badass cover, and holy crap! And I wanted to get someone last week, but I couldn't fit in. But this week, I could, and oh my god, jump the fall, badass, best cover, of terrible lie ever. Thank you so much, guys, for making the song amazing. <laughs> I don't know if I can add to that. <laughs> 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 yeah absolutely brilliant that you know i that really got us going you know we're both uh i could hear you singing along obviously there's a slight delay so i was then singing along 25 seconds later <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah that was a top i mean it's a great tune obviously but it's a really really good cover brilliant brilliant um cover of that really well done uh, I enjoyed that, mate. That's a great way to win part one, I would say. Yeah, and we did pretty good. We were running only about maybe ten minutes late. I mean, we did. Uh, we we got a whole. We got a. Uh, is, is it Bosley? Like, <laughs> no, no. Is, yeah, it, is yeah. it Lance and Bosley? Right, right. Is it Bosley? Uh, no, Boyle. Lance, Boyle, it? Boyle. That's it. Bosley. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of Tom Bosley from uh, <laughs> um, uh, Happy Days. Tom Bosley. <laughs> so, so. We, we we got a hold of Boyle about th- three after ten, and then we got a hold a uh, uh, hold of Lance uh, a hold. We got we got a hold of Lance <laughs> about ten after. So. <coughs> Excuse me. We did, we did pretty well. We didn't start too late, so we did uh, pretty good. So we are still um, pretty much right on time here. So we're gonna take a quick let's say twenty minute break. So we'll be back at seven thirty p.m. Eastern, twelve thirty uh, a.m. Uh, UK. So until then, guys, we'll be right back for a crazy-ass part two and a really trip, uh, downward, uh, downward spot trip down the rabbit hole. And I, I it's kind of comparable to the interview we had with Southern uh, Baptist <laughs> Witch Covens Management. So until then, we're going to let, like usual, let Dr. Krieger take us out. So dig this. Memory banks of the supercomputer. Woo! Shrinky ding that! Krigger out!